a dress on Let's make believe that we are wealthy for just this one Lighting firecrackers off on the front line As 30 dialogues bleed into one I wish the world was flat like the old days And I could travel just by folding in that No more airplanes or speed trains or freeways There'd be no distance Episode 16 of the Pretend to Know show. Yep. Uh, Here we are. We're really? 16 feels like a big number. I don't it know does. why it feels sounds bigger a, than 15. Sounds a lot bigger than 15. Yeah. Is it because 15 is so round that it's just like, sort of like, oh, it's 15. Yeah, possibly. Uh, we talked about it already, but I think, what was the stat? Like 90% of pods don't go past 10 episodes? Yeah. Yeah. Which felt like a big one. And then now it also feels like it was just yesterday. Yeah. But we're already on 16. So. Um, but the... <laughs> Last week's episode feels like a thousand years ago, too. So that's true. It's a weird sliding scale. Um, I think episode 52 will be that'll trippy. be a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll like that one. Yeah, one year. We are, yeah. uh, we're gonna we're, make it. That's correct. We're <laughs> determined. That is one year, bro. That is 52 <laughs> weeks. Thanks, guys. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Um, the math, big math guy. Yeah. So this one, this one, I don't mind telling you, we're recording this one ahead of time because, uh, I may or may not be becoming a father right now as you're listening to this. Like it's, it's right it's around the due possible. date of the baby. Yeah. So, very close. Uh, which is pretty wild. That's a wild thing to like, I'm talking to myself in the future. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be okay, buddy. Just breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Just breathe. Yeah. <laughs> you go. <laughs> um, yeah. The next time that we record a podcast, we might have a pod father. That's right. Oh, look at that. Pod that's father. a, it's, it's a, a pod father. It's, it's a bar stool reference. Yeah. They have a, a, a that's so not your own. Don't dad, give me credit for that. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you, I just think that some listener out there is gonna be like, well, yeah. Congrats on naming another podcast from yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh that guy. Anyway, that's what we uh that's what we're doing right now and uh I think it's going to be great. We'll find out. I'll check we'll in with you in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not, um, not going to sleep much, but you'll be all right. Yeah, that's what everyone tells me and I'm like, yeah, I, I know. And then I think that uh like half the people that tell you about like oncoming fatherhood just want you to be upset because they're miserable for some yeah. reason in okay. their life, you know, and they're just like they're like, bro, it changes everything. And I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I would assume, yeah, I assume obviously so. Obviously it does, yeah. And I think you get a lot of that with marriage as well. Yeah. Like you like the all same the all the sayings. old guys will say the yeah. same stuff to you before you get married and go, like, oh, run away now. Or don't <laughs> yeah. you know, like, all this. You're like, why are you pushing that energy on me? Like, I'm actually excited about <laughs> right. this. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to uh friend your friend Dylan, who I've met, who had the funniest observation about having a kid, and it's so true, is like a lot of my nervousness went away when I went to a parenting class and not because the parenting class was good. I'll, I'll yeah. admit like I didn't really know how to change a diaper. I didn't know how to do any of that. And like now I feel confident and at least I may not be good at, it, but I know the rules of the game. Yeah. Right. Uh, but Dylan's take was that like, I felt way better afterwards because of how blindsided and unprepared half the other people in there looked like he was like, I know I'm better off than they are. Yeah. If I, if I know where I'm at in life and, can see how well I have my stuff together and these other people are having kids and like my kids going to yeah. be just fine. It's Dude, a confidence booster. It, it is. So we went to this parenting class and first of all, it was, uh, it was nine in the morning till four thirty in the afternoon. It's a full day, which was a bummer. Yeah. And then it's way too long. But, <laughs> but then again, uh, we have a baby for our whole life. So like, so like I had to give up a Sunday, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can do seven hours. I, mean, in one I, day. I, I, I Uber eats tall guys midway through. Like it was <laughs> nice. not that big of a yeah. bummer of a day. Good choice. Uh, it was delicious. That place is so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But, um, it is delicious. There was a really young couple in there and they were, they seemed really nice. They were, they were very clearly 
quite scared, which okay. is fine because I think I'm a little bit scared too. I think everyone's scared before your first kid. But uh, at the end of it, they were so upset with each other. Like their their being scared had turned into straight up anger, and they were oh, not no. talking to oh, each other. That's not good. That. That's I was not like, good at oh, all. Gosh, like your kid's gonna be here and like. You got to figure this out. Like, yeah, you're going to need to have a talk. But on the way home, I thought fondly of Dylan and said, like, you know what? I do feel better. Like, yeah. we're not those guys. Yeah. So it's a, I mean, it's a good take. It's a, I'm sure it's a calming feeling. You don't want to judge anybody else and where they're at on, on, on the thing. You got to find it where you can get it. At yeah, this right. point. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we may be, we may be, I don't know, maybe Podfather may not be. Yeah. We won't have to worry about dogs barking and be kids crying. Yeah. Just. Uh, we, we're, new sounds in the we're background. Working on, we're working on setting up a new area to record in, so hopefully that'll head that off at the pass. But anyway, let's get on to what matters right now. Uh, this does not matter to the, the, to the, I think it matters. To the <laughs> listeners. It doesn't matter to the listeners. I don't care about it. Uh, this is I a Pernita No Show. Yeah, I'm Kiko. I'm Bryce. I'm Mike. Uh, each week we pick a topic and, uh, to teach you how to fake your way through a quick conversation about it at a cocktail party, a uh, networking event, which is podcast mic. A soiree. It's thing. a specialty. Yeah, a soiree. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you can talk to people whether or not they have Spanish keyboards or <laughs> English ones, uh, which is a callback to last on week's a, episode. On a Tinder date? Uh, yeah, swipe. Uh, left? Right. Right. Right? Swipe right. There you go. Uh, did they monetize that? Is Tinder monetized now? I have no idea. I, I, don't, know, I don't know how they no make idea. money. Surely they I have, have no to. clue. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're making money, but who knows how. Anyway, yeah, I have no uh, idea. So that's what we do each week. But before we do that, we like to do a little segment called You Just Blew My Mind. And if you don't know from the name of it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's going to happen? Let me just tell you what this segment's about. Uh, we talk to each other about things that blew each other's minds. Uh, and when I say we, I mean Michael and Bryce because I don't participate. Though it's not, I chip in things. Every now You do chip in things. Yeah. It actually uh, affects our personal relationships in a negative way all week because we have these interesting things we want to say to each other. <laughs> we can't. And we save it, to the, save it for the podcast. <laughs> we can't so, bring them up. Oh, sorry, I can't um, talk. <laughs> but you know what? We care about our listeners and the, the, the content so much that... Hundreds of you. Yeah. Fully committed. <laughs> Thousands. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So let's go through You Just Blew My Mind. Stand by for theme song you just blew my mind you just blew my mind um all right last week bryce started so this week it's all on the statistical wizard that's right podcast mike study stats and we're going Deep into stats today. All right, right. yeah, (laughs) let's go. um, Nothing too heavy, so don't worry about that. I'm not going to bring anybody down. Nobody's got uh, insects in their eyeballs. Yeah, no one's got insects in their eyeballs. Um, That's a good metal band name. But maybe they do have insects on their eyeballs because talking about referees and all umpires, really, and being blind. Oh, good. Yeah, that was so. Major League Baseball. Bryce Cox said he didn't like that one. Well, yeah. I was, I was, I'm confused. I'm yeah. intrigued. Okay, so we're talking Major League Baseball, and um, obviously, there's you know, umpires in baseball are a huge part of the game because yep. the strikes and balls calls specifically. Yeah. Um, now we have those pitch trackers. If you ever watch a baseball game, you see the like the pitch comes in and where the strike zone yep. is, and a lot of times you you know what should be a strike is not called right. a strike. What you should know be a ball more is than not. the umpire. Correct. Um, so. As far they this uh, site, this company ran uh, ran a bunch of numbers. They looked at I think thirteen seasons of, of Major League Baseball and calls and things like that. Comes back that twenty percent of the time the umpire makes the incorrect call. 
Whoa. So one fifth. So one yeah, fifth of every five pitches. A ton. They make the wrong That's call. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And the more uh, crazy stat to me is that um, if it's a, if the batter has two strikes, the umpire makes the wrong call 30% of the time. It goes up. Oh, I can see that. Like though. he feels the pressure or something. Yeah. yeah. So but they, they get so hyped to make their third strike oh, call. Oh, I know. Because like, they all have their little thing that they yeah, do. And, it, so I can definitely see that. Because I feel like if there's two strikes, like they're wanting that third one. But that's just so subconsciously baseball is like the baseball purists. You know, you have all these guys out there that don't want to change the game and everything in, in soccer like has it as well, but not nearly as much. Imagine if 30% of the time in soccer, an offsides call was wrong, right? They would have fixed it so much earlier than they, and they already are implementing technology. If you have 30% of the time or 20% of the time, a, a strike and a ball is getting called wrong. That's and true. You're not doing anything for it. Like there's no technology out there that they're using. Well, I mean, baseball is already an incredibly slow game. I enjoy watching baseball, but I understand the criticism of people saying like, this is a watch. Yeah. Like it is. It's yeah. Um, so it is long and boring to think it about is. someone being in the ump's ear the whole time and validating each time he made a call. Mm-hmm. It just, it would make, it would add two more hours to it, you know? Yeah, but I mean, you know, just like in soccer now, it buzzes their watch or something. Yeah. How is there not something there that says, okay, that was a strike or that was a ball? Because you still need the umpire there for other things. So, the, like for so duck, yeah, like, I guess that's right. Know. So like if it hit, if it hits the strike zone, because like you can know the strike zone is a defined area and you can know instantaneously because like you said, there's a the pitch tracker. Yep. Um, and so it just buzzes if it's a strike and, and doesn't if it isn't. Yeah, uh, so I don't, so yeah it seems like almost a simple fix. But I guess the question is, do you guys think they'll ever do anything about it i think at some point they'll do something about it like there will be change to it i don't know that you'll you can never fully remove the umpire from the game i think that just changes it way too much i, I don't like if it was all just like it, if fully automated yeah it was like a robot that told you what it was yeah if there's just nobody back there i mean if it was just the batter and the, and the yeah. catcher i mean i think I, I i know i watch a lot of soccer and some of these games that have the var in it i'm starting to understand more and more the purest argument of mistakes are part of the game and keep going because it it does drag down the pace dramatically. Mm -hmm. So if you can implement a way that, uh, doesn't drag down the pace further on a baseball game, then I'm, then I'm all for it. But on the other side of that same coin, I really do think that there's something to be said about like part of the game is the human imperfection of the game. Um, and and, I agree with that. I mean, it, it hurts. You disagree with it as soon as your team is on the wrong side of it. Right. Right. right, right, Then it's really difficult to understand. Um, I think we could get rid of the super slow-mo HD video, um, for reviews. Oh, like and that's in soccer, especially and, like NFL, really NFL and, yeah. stuff. and, um, basketball is another one that, yeah. where, you know, if you slow it down so much, that, well, the great example is the NCAA championship game, yeah, a few, you know, you know there was correct, a, yeah. that turned on that turnover, which, uh, technically speaking, so the, the play in question, sorry, is like, uh, the guy was dribbling the ball. <clears throat> defender reached in, knocked the ball out of his hand. And the question was, was the, was the guy from Texas tech, the last person to touch it or was it Virginia? And they went to a review because it was at the end of the game. And technically speaking, yes, it, it, I think they like made the right call. Pinky yeah. I think they made the su- right call. In super slow-mo. But it's, it's a, the argument is like, is this the spirit of the, of the game or is it not? Because obviously there's a, in basketball, it's very common to like, try to bounce it off of someone when it goes out to get right. the ball back. That was clearly not what was happening. No, he's here. just swiping at it. Right. It. But VAR was ultra slow motion and it made it very clear yep. that that's the case. And that's right. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, is that, is that what you want out of sport? 
no. I mean, the answer for me is absolutely not. Right. Yeah, me neither. Um, and it, so you would think with experience comes, you know, a higher rate of getting calls correct and things like that. I mean, I, I would have thought, yeah. you know, yeah, the yeah. longer you've been an umpire, you know, I would probably, definitely think that. Yeah. So the average umpire in Major League Baseball is 46 years old and has 13 years of experience. They're actually making way more mistakes than the younger guys. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Um, so the top performers in 2008 through 2018 were average age of 33 and had less than three years of experience. Maybe you just get settled into your same mistakes, yeah. right? Like you just get in a rut and you're just, I think that's what possibly. It is. And I mean, even a little deeper, like psychologically, I think like the older major league baseball guys like care more about their strikeout call and you yeah. know, like and I'm, being in, right. I'm in charge yeah, kind of right. guy where like the young guys are probably more analytical, I would guess, um, yeah. you know, really focused on getting, getting call, things right, right and, yeah. and stuff like that. Well, um, and you have something to prove, right? You want to be one of the, yeah. Uh, so the way that you would do that is do your job well or do it right. Yeah. That's a good point. And so you're like, you're a lot hungrier. I think when you're one of the younger guys, cause they're not going to cut you from MLB if you've been, if you've been there 13 years. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There we go. Good one. Podcast, Mike. I learned something. Glad yeah. I didn't strike out. Yeah. <laughs> Dad jokes. Love it. Always. You can't not work. Bang. <laughs> Bryce. Uh, okay. So, you know, I feel like we have like a few themes that we always talk about <laughs> on this podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we talk about the office. We do. Uh, we do. you know, there's things that come up over and over again and weirdly, I feel like Alaska keeps coming up. Alaska. Over Alaska. Over it's been a hot topic yeah. on the show. And yeah. so it's like, it's cool. kind of funny. Cold that, state, hot topic. Oh. <laughs> it's warming <laughs> though. Uh, you guys, I wish I could leave whenever you start doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> I can physically see you be upset about yeah, it too. Yeah. No, you, you know, yeah. you know. So I guess we're we're an Alaska podcast, which is um, what my uh, blew my mind comes from. I need to look at the analytics and see if we have any listeners in Alaska. That'd be cool. If you're a listener in Alaska, tweet us. Yeah, or email us yeah. or anything. Or get in touch. Yeah, get on yo your, us. We're on yo. Get sure. on your dial-up internet <laughs> <laughs> and send us send us Moose Rule Pizza or whatever that place was. Moose Tooth. Ooh, Moose Tooth. Moose Tooth. Yeah. Um, so I feel like uh, podcast Mike, since he goes to Alaska a lot, he's probably gonna, he's gonna know. Yeah. You know, this is like, it's, really it's, it's not going to blow his mind. I'll just spit my beer. I was just going <laughs> to sip a beer off Mike there and I'll just spit it all over my mind. Australia, life. Alaska. He's yeah, been in, he's been there. Yeah. You name it. He's been there. Yeah. Uh, so I learned and it blew my mind that Alaska is both the most westernmost state and most easternmost state in the United That's States. Most. Yeah. Okay. How is that possible? So it's because the Aleutian Islands, they stretch over into the Eastern hemisphere and so, oh. and so technically it's the, it then becomes the furthest, most East state and the furthest, most West state. Interesting. Yeah. Alaska. I just started typing. What Alaska, did you call them? West? The islands? The Aleutian Islands, which is like, I think I said the right word. Did you know that before? Uh, no. Okay. I was yeah. going to say, but man, it's, that's it's, a it's geography. Like that, it's like that tail at the bottom yeah. of islands that, you know, so that, that goes seen. far enough away that it, that it goes into the Eastern hemisphere. Wow. Yeah. This is a great blew your mind for our topic today. Yeah, it just occurred to me. Um, <laughs> I didn't even plan to do that. That's crazy. Uh, I'm looking at a map right now, <laughs> or what they want you to think is a map. Yeah, it's... And uh, yeah, it, most northern point is, huh? That's crazy. Yeah. So east and west, and it's, yeah. it's just because it goes. It's the only part of the United States that's in the eastern hemisphere, but it is. So then it becomes both. The Aleutian Islands stretch across the 180 degree line of longitude into the eastern hemisphere and up the edge of the Russian Russian Federation. Yeah. If you exclude Alaska and Hawaii, then Angle, Minnesota is the northernmost point. 
That's, that's a funny really, thing to add at the like. Just, it is. just in case fun, you were wondering. Just a fun uh, fact. Yeah, because I think at the end of those islands, that's where you can like. It's the whole like you can see Russia from here or whatever. I think that's like where it's super close. Well, to and the idea, the border, the the theory is that that's where people. That's how people inhabited North America, right? Is they that's that what was they a bridge? It was a land bridge. That, yeah, that was a land yeah, bridge okay. that people crossed over, and then it slowly Pangea. separated. Yeah, Pangea was well before that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Similar <laughs> thing. Yeah, I like how I'm just throwing Pangea. it in. No, I like that. That's uh, somebody brought it up to me this weekend. So yeah, I was like, gonna. There was a. I'm glad we worked in Pangea. Yeah, Pangea. We actually haven't even told the listeners what our topic is yet, but no. we're we're really nailing yeah. it. Uh, there was a. Remember when we were? I guess we would have to be in like seventh or eighth grade, and like IMAX were the computer that were in schools. I don't know if like that was the way for you guys or not, but like yeah, we did not have one. All of our teachers had IMAX. That's what they had, and I think that like Apple cut like an insane education. It was yeah. not a whole lot of money in Clovis schools. Uh, but there was a game that came on. He's every... trying to really get rid of the humble brag, like denotation. About, about having he's pushing IMAX, it. He's pushing yeah. it on me. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I'm humble bragging rich, now. Rich and that, yeah, yeah. There <laughs> yeah. you go. We need our he's like this poor guy. Yeah. Uh, but there was this game that came on all of these computers. That was you. It was like Mario Kart, but you were um, you were cavemen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and the reason I bring it up is I back then it. The company that made it was called Pangea Software. Nice. And I remember thinking, like, you're Pangea Software, and you've got a caveman game, which I get what you're doing there, but yep. like, seems pretty short sighted. Like, <laughs> like you're you're restricting yourself to only <laughs> to only, only right. like <laughs> only early, early man yeah. based games. Yeah. <laughs> like that Not seems like growth yeah. potential. Yeah, there. yeah. It seems like you can't be like Pangea, Pangea in space. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. It was called something Rally, uh, but it was look it, it was built into every one of the IMAX, and so. The coolest thing you could do in like seventh or eighth grade was get a free class as like a teacher aide or mm-hmm. whatever, and you just basically sit back there and play, play that game, caveman racing game. Yeah, did you find it? I did. They have other games. They had one called Nanosaur. Oh <laughs> yeah, that was a dinosaur. It's a dinosaur. With the guns on them. Yeah, yeah. and they also had uh, so Cro Mag Rally is I think Cro- what you're talking Mag about. Mag Rally, that's it. And then yeah. they had one called Power Pete as well. Oh, who's Power Power yeah. Pete? Power Pete is yeah. <laughs> who's Power <laughs> Pete? There's one called Power Pete. Uh, so on. yeah, the Pangea software had a full suite of games. Uh, Power Pete is it? Is he? He's got a Nerf gun and a bunny. It looks yeah. like. Uh, wow, what a game! I never saw that before. But the yeah, the Cro Mag Rally was. Was big. Yeah, they, and, they uh, made games for Bugdom. the Mac. I believe Bugdom was another one. Yeah. Um, anyway, that doesn't matter to anything. Uh, That's fine. Thanks for blowing our mind this week, yeah. everyone. Hold Alaska. On. Let me... Uh, <laughs> Had to talk about it. Alaska Amber... I don't know. Alaska Winter. That's the one. Shout out to the weird uh, volleyball bar that apparently has that on tap at any time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is delicious. On. Here we go. Theme song. You just blew my mind. You just blew my mind. So this week's episode, we're gonna I'm gonna tiptoe a little bit on this one, um, and it's not because I I just don't want to I don't want to offend anybody. We never want to offend anyone. And and, and let me say that like I can wholeheartedly disagree with you without trying to insult you. I just I mean I'm just thinking of something here, and of course I'm gonna be the one that probably gets in trouble because I'm less worried about offending people on this. Yeah. But do you think people that believe in what we're talking about get offended by it easily? I would assume that you're just so used to everyone disagreeing with you constantly. I, that I, like, I, I yeah. think it's a point of pride. Okay, so we're talking about modern flat earth 
believers or flat earthers. Uh, and, and I don't, when I say, offend, like, I don't want to say that because you believe this, everything about you is dumb. Right. I'm not uh, saying you're like, yeah, that, that's what I'm like trying to, that's the, the line I'm putting up is like, I'm sure you're a completely uh, functioning person. Like because you believe this doesn't instantly make you dumb. Now in aggregate, there may be a lot of things you believe that makes you dumb, but Correct. that's no different than anybody else. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of my disclaimer is like, I don't want this to be an attack ad. I can say that, like, after I, researching this, I see no reason why I feel like I'd fall on your side of the fence. Yeah, but you haven't uh, been swayed, is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, I've not been. I've not been won over at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I really, did, you know, there's uh, uh, two people, one specifically from my hometown that I knew very well growing up, that is a devout flat earther, and a lot of my research was kind of combing over his posts because he's. Oh really? It's on, it's on social media, really, yeah. and yeah. he's he's very like he's an acolyte for it. He's very into it, and he word. and he'll go out of your way. Great word. He'll go out of your way, his way to, like, not necessarily pick a fight because like he's he's not uh, confrontational about it, but he definitely will be like, yeah. no, you're wrong. It but is he flat. wants you to know that he's a flat earther. Yeah, and and he'll like post the same like ten to twelve memes that like prove in his mind prove what he's saying, and it, and it is what it is, and we'll cover that in a minute um, because like. The baseline is we we start. There's a history behind all this that like yeah. the whole world was a flat earther at one point, basically. And Correct. Then, yeah, that's you know, and we'll, we and we'll get to all that anyway. Uh, that's what we're talking about this week. Um, please don't come to our house and kill us. <laughs> um, uh, flat Earth episode 16 yeah. of the Pretend to Know Show. Episode 16 of the Pretend to Know Show. Um, you guys are right. Every time I say that, it seems way bigger yeah. than 15. It's a good number. Congrats um, to us. Feels yeah. like we did something, even, Congrats, though we, even though we haven't. <laughs> We've hung out 16 times and drank beer together. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's all it tells us. Not right? a lot different than our normal Sundays. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So we're talking about Flat Earth. And to do this justice, I want to start kind of way back at the beginning because all of us were taught. Uh, at least in school that uh you know scientists of the time believed the earth was flat and then they proved that it wasn't and blah 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 so let's let's start where where do we want to start with history Bryce? well i think you touched on it well Kiko, when you said um earlier that at some point all of society we all were flat earthers because that yeah. was that was what was known and I found it interesting that it was different regions of the world um, all were flat earthers. Uh, you know, so you've got ancient Egyptians, ancient right. China, uh, ancient Greek. Greece. So they're not, none of them are talking to each other, yeah. but they all believe the same thing. Right. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which it seems like that's what you would believe. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if all you had was you had no travel, you had no ability to go very, very far from your house at all. Right. Pretty limited. At all, and you look out, then you probably would think you can't go up and get a different perspective, you know? You, yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, so from your perspective, it it makes sense. You've seen nothing to the contrary that tells you, you know, the Earth is not flat. Um, and it wasn't until um, I think it was uh, Pythagoras mm -hmm. was the first one uh, in ancient Greece uh, to to roll out with the idea that the Earth um, 
maybe isn't flat uh, and that it was a sphere. And this would have been um, 6th century BC. So still pretty, still pretty ancient, uh, still a long time ago. He was the first one to roll it out. Pythagoras, of course, is the Pythagorean theorem yeah. guy. Shout out to guy. Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. So slightly smarter than I am. <laughs> what, is the Pythag- what is the Pythagorean theorem again? Oh, man. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not the man. Is that, is that the one that figures out a hypotenuse that, of a triangle? I think it is. I think it's, I think it's A squared plus B squared equals C squared. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, um, I just I just wanted to see if we could still still remember. I think it. it is the one that figures out the hypotenuse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also known as Pythagoras theorem is a fundamental relation in Euclidean geometry <laughs> along the three sides of a right triangle. There it it is. states that the square of the hypotenuse is equal to the. Uh, my internet died. No. <laughs> So yeah, but so so Pythagoras. Yeah, hold on, hold we're on, good on. Hold it. on. Hold on. No. The square of the hypotenuse is equal to the sum of the squares of the other two sides. That's right. A squared plus B squared equals, equals C squared. C squared. Yeah. yeah. So he's a smart guy, right? He's coming up with mathematical Clearly. equations. Yeah. He's he's figuring all kinds of stuff out, and he's he's on Jimmy Whale's website. <laughs> he wasn't on anybody's website. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so yeah, so he rolls out this idea of maybe it's a sphere, but it doesn't take. Why did he think that? Do, you, do we know like what I, I what checked off his his thought I process? I don't actually there? know what led him to believe that. Um, I can dig back into it quickly. But no, it's okay. Sorry. I, yeah, no worries. Um, should have prefaced that. So yeah, so he he basically through his I guess you know mathematical equations he's working on. He proposes this theory that maybe it's maybe it's not flat, but it doesn't really take hold and or become confirmed uh, not in, until the 17th century, and that's Isaac Newton. Um, right. he's the one who finally locks it in and is, you know, mm-hmm. um, he figures out, um, not just a sphere, but he more accurately describes it as an ellipsoid, uh, because I think the earth is not a perfect circle. Right. Right. Well, it's uh, flat. So. <laughs> depending on what you believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which you're open to believe what you want. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Isaac Newton basically figures it out and he's the one that, uh, you know, basically proves that the earth is a sphere. And of course we've since proven it by going to space and yeah. taking images and that all that so, sort of thing. So that's the brief. I history. read that. I read that, uh, when, um, Pythagorean did realize that, um, the earth was round or yeah, a globe or whatever a sphere, yeah. that, um, it actually took on pretty quickly. People, quickly change their opinion. Right. Saying like, oh, okay. Everyone knows how, like this dude is like clearly smarter than you. Yeah. So he like rolls into yeah. the room and he and says that's a good this. Point. I'm like, I believe that. Like, that's a good point. And I didn't, I don't know if I said that clearly, but yeah, Newton's the one who kind of, I think confirms it, but it yeah. was widespread believed. Yeah. I wasn't so much uh, arguing with you ago. there. It was just, no, no, I know. Maybe, just, maybe an argument listeners. I would give to a person that believes that there's flat earth would say like, bro, like before there was hardly any evidence. So long, like this took on, Way long ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we're talking so, thousands and thousands of years that um, society has generally agreed that the, the Earth is a circle. Um, so that, it sort of became accepted, as you said, for a while. And then uh, occasionally this idea just kicks up. Um, it kicks up. The idea of it being a flat Earth kicks up again. Um, in the 70s and 80s, there was a man named Charles Kenneth Johnson who sort of became a celebrity for refusing to believe the Earth was round. And um, this is from uh, IO9. Uh, I'm just going to cite this. Or it's like, <laughs> I didn't learn yeah. about this guy, right? Uh, Cheryl Eddy wrote about this. Anyway, uh, so Johnson's good buddy, a guy named Sam Shinton, founded a group called the Flat Earth Society in the mid-1950s. And in 72, uh, this Johnson guy became the president of it. And uh, this is after Shinton died. And he transformed the group from a small collection of conspiracy theorists into like 
an organization with thousands of members. So I think mm-hmm. that this is like one of the things that I want to touch on, which is part of the allure of this is what I would say is similar to Scientology, not in belief system, but in that good marketers have done a really good job of corralling the right people to believe in what we're talking about. Absolutely. And so no evidence better than the fact that for 20 years, the society was around and it was a couple hundred people. And then as soon as this guy dies, Johnson takes over and all of a sudden it's thousands of people because he was clearly better. Uh, And what he would do is he'd go into the national media and he was like really cheerful about it. Like he okay. was, he didn't go the antagonist route, yeah. which I think we see a lot now. And we'll get to some of the big celebrities in the in the flat Earth world now, and and it's sort of, uh, you know, backs to the wall where we're smarter than you. We know you you're being lied to. This guy opted for saying that you're being lied to. Scientists are lying to you, but he was like very cheerful about it and very like he, so he just took a to totally do, different approach yeah, yeah he tried to like catch well. more catch more honey or what is it catch more catch more flies with catch honey more f- with then vinegar or something like yeah. that yeah basically being nice or indoor yeah. sweet so his quote, his quote uh, to, to, in newsweek in 1984 was if the earth were a ball spinning in space there'd be no up or down um and his wife believed that the earth must be flat because otherwise they would have uh spent they grew up in australia and they would have spent their native Australia hanging upside down by her toes. Like that's what she said. Mm. And you know, sure. Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, that's one theory. (laughs) So while he was the president of the flat earth society, uh, it grew to about 3,500 people and he would put out newsletters. Um, and he would like describe sunsets and sunrises as optical illusions, which I really love. And, uh, (laughs) discussed that Charles Lindbergh proved the earth was flat via his flights and that NASA and the moon landing were nothing but hoaxes and that you can't orbit a flat earth. So the space shuttle is a joke, quote, a very ludicrous joke. Well, that, that's the that's, biggest component is that you, to believe this, you have to believe in NASA and the space shuttles being a hoax. All of it. Like, that's, there's no other way around it, right? It's an interesting thing I read, actually. The way they put it was, if you believe that the earth is flat, you have to get through so many other buckets of lies and conspiracies to get to that, like to, right. to say, yeah. okay, the earth is flat. So it really is just, I mean, conspiracy after conspiracy after you've been told this, that this is a lie. Like you, you have to think there are so many lies between you've been told. where you are yeah. and they're actually being a flat earth that you have just no trust for anyone. So interestingly, and I agree with all of that. I just want to close the book on this Johnson guy. He lived by Edwards air force base in Southern California and uh, where they test experimental aircraft. So he would regularly imply that he would like see how they were faking things and that stuff. But mm-hmm. he was such a good marketer and such a driver of the Flat Earth Society that uh, when he died, it went from 3,500 members down to around 100 members again. Wow. Um, so he really was driving it. Yeah. So it, it, was, a big, it was a big portion of it. But uh, I mean, back to what you're saying, it, it, when you accept this, uh, you're accepting so many things to get there that it's it's hard for me i'll say personally it's hard for me to see your point of view whenever everything else seems like it makes sense and it fits in lockstep and if you pull Mm -hmm. one piece out it makes sense on its own whereas this one relies on like a cascade of dominoes to to fall down to to be anything right that's a good word dominoes for it yeah because you're right there's so many things that like Mike said, you have to believe in all these conspiracies, that everything is conspiracies. Which, I mean, I'm, I did, again, without with bordering on being rude here to people, but do flat earth, would you say that flat earthers are 
more inclined to believe such things as like nine eleven was a hoax. And so that it's interesting you say that because I think that I think that there's two. This is my own theory, and and I'm not trying to claim this. If someone else has written about it, I haven't seen it. Uh-huh. But my theory is that there's kind of two big camps of modern flat earthers. Um, there's flat earthers that truly believe that the earth is flat and we'll get into like what the firmament is and all of this like like sort of weird thing that they believe inside of that. Uh-huh. I say weird. Yeah, it is weird. It's weird. Uh, I, was I say mean, we can just say weird. And then I think that there's another group of people that are, call themselves flat earthers and wear the banner of flat earthers. It's, it's less about the one thing in particular and more about the... Like some of them are maybe 9-11 deniers and right. some of them are this and some of that. And And... At the root of what those people believe, I think there is something good because I think that they're saying like you need to have a healthy questioning of what you're told and you need to apply some sort of reasoning to it. Now, I think they do it completely wrong and I think that they're I think that they go off the handle with it. But I think that like the base case of what they're saying, I can get on board with as far as that goes. Like but but at the end of the day, like I say, like you're you're like, oh, the the earth is a, is a globe, a spinning globe. And I'm like, okay, tell me why. And they're like, well, here's satellite imagery. And it's like, okay, like that's good enough for me. And that's yeah. not good enough for, for yeah, them. For a while, right. Yeah. And so that's, that's sort of like the difference there, I think. So that when you say like the other conspiracy theories, I think that there's probably like, and there's probably 50 factions inside the flat earth yeah. belief. But I think that that's probably, my theory is that there's a kind of a duality there. Yeah. I, I would assume I, I, I would agree with you there. I think that that's good logic that you've put um, together. Yeah. So, um, so in modern flat earthers are, uh, they say that they're gaining about 200 members per year. Well, there's been a, that's real, a really low number to me. Yeah. It, not it to, seems like it should be more than that. Like, not not to, hey, is that, is that like yeah. a, do they have like a paid no, membership man. model though? Cause like that could have like, no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I will say I was reading about how there has been definitely a jump, um, in the flat earthers with the rise of the internet in general, right? right. E- easier to kind of share this information. They have, you know, they actually have a pretty robust website like the flat earth society. So I think it's before it was probably difficult to mobilize or more difficult because it's more, more word of mouth, you know? Right. Um, but now it's, you know, any person can, you know, if they're moderately intrigued about it, they can go and they can read all the, you know, articles and all the different theories that the flat earth society puts yeah. out. And maybe that convinces them. So I think there's having the Possibly. internet, apparently it's working for at least 200 people a year. Yeah. Well, I saw that number too. And it seems like that was a low, low number. Yeah. But I mean, possibly I, it is a pretty weird thing to, and even the guy we'll talk even more about later, Mark Sargent, like even he mentions that in uh, the beginning of the documentary on flat earth saying, this was of all the conspiracy theories that I had like heard about and read. This was the very last, like this was yeah. the big one. He, and I, I thought it was like totally stupid. And then I read a book on it and now he's like the flat earth guy. We're talking yeah. about, we're talking about the Netflix documentary and I can't remember what it was called behind the curve, behind the curve. Yeah. And, and he basically starts this off by saying like, I tried all of them. Like it was like, he was like shopping for a conspiracy theory to, uh, to, to really latch on to. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Um, he's a, he's a, he's an interesting guy. Yeah. Yeah, No, I I think he, I think, I think that like of, so there's of the cast of characters that is in the modern celebrity of, I mean, let's slide into Mark Sargent now. Like in the modern celebrity, that's the cast of characters of, of flat earth. Like he, he's probably the number one. I mean, he's a list for sure. Yeah. I mean, especially from the documentary that I watched and then just some of the Googling around I've done, his name definitely pops up a lot of places. Um, which I mean, thanks a lot, Netflix. You know, I'm sure that that helps yeah. when you're yeah. on anything on Netflix. I did, I did make a joke last week that Michael was wearing a shirt that said, "I have a podcast." Ask me about it. Uh, Mark Sargent literally wears a shirt that says, yeah. 
Yes, I am Mark Sargent. Oh wow! Like yeah. every like every day like, he wears this. Well, he's got like some for, like yeah. He's a big custom <laughs> T-shirt guy. He yeah he is. He has like flat flat world champions. Like he wears a shirt that says that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then just like yes, the earth is flat. Michael's like, slowly getting more and more angry as we go through this. <laughs> like it's like bubbling up. Well, so the, here's the thing: is he seems like a he seems like a smart guy, right? I mean, he was as you read his bio that he wrote for himself. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was a professional video game player, and then he was the software sales guy. Like, or did I don't think software there's, training. There's he, no doubt in my mind that he's an intelligent. He's guy. He's a smart sure. guy. Yeah. And what I hope, and I'm not blaming anybody or anything here, is that. There are a lot of people out there that believe in certain conspiracy theories, whether it be flat earth or whatever, that I do not think are the brightest people in the world that have, right. that have, that are society's more easy, easily manipulated people. Yeah. So it does anger me and gets me a little, fu- like when I don't, I don't know that he's doing this for the right reasons. Yeah, so I don't know that he believes in this to such an extent that he does other than building his brand, getting people to follow him because you're an egotistical maniac yeah. and doing, oh, it, see, to, and doing it to people yeah. that like you're picking on people. Let's, yeah. let's talk about that for it's a minute. Just because, and, and granted, we're both swayed by the documentary. That's something that we watch quite a bit. And I watched a lot of YouTube videos. I watched a lot of his YouTube videos cause I wanted and watching his YouTube videos and I'm going to follow what they say to do, which is, Observe for yourself. Take in yourself. Like pull yeah. in all of the evidence yourself. That's so. Uh, a quick side note before I get back to this. Like one of the times uh, Elon Musk like sort of tweeted tongue in cheek, uh, "Why is there no flat Mars society?" And the flat Earth society tweeted back like, "We've observed Mars to be round. Thanks and have a great day." Or something similar <laughs> yeah. to that. You yeah. Know? So like, and I get it. I get what they're saying. Like we we believe what we can see with our eyes. You look through a telescope. You can sure. you can clearly see that that's you know. Um, so watching Mark Sargent videos and watching this documentary, I totally agree with Michael that I don't think he believes it. I, I truly, truly don't think that he he's believes just, he's just trying to make flat. a buck or like I believe become more that popular. He wants to be, uh, who's a, as you said, he, he was searching for yeah. something to believe in, to get behind. Which I think right. he wants to, you're like a stir the pot guy. With. Yeah. And yeah. I think these people are, I think a lot of these people are stir the pot people and, you know, because I've talked, I've talked to a number of people that, and we're not just talking conspiracy theories here. That's a whole another podcast. But um, we should know, do a conspiracy theories podcast. That'd be good. I like that. But you know, certain people really do like have done their research and really truly believe in something. But there's also guys that you mentioned somebody from your high school, and I know one particular person from my high school as well. And there's probably one that was in Ohio. I'm sure. That I just. I think that they're just stir the pot people. Yeah. Like you just want to argue. Yeah. You want to have it. Kind of at the end of the yeah. day, when you lay your head down at night, he's probably, I wonder if he even cares. Yeah. You know, probably cause that's not. the, that's the question that I, that gets me is why do you care? Like why, what, what reason does anyone have to lie to you? And maybe you guys have found this in your research. Why, why would we lie about the earth being round? Yeah. So there's a, there's a couple different things on that. Like, and there's never one that for me, there's not one that's satisfied that's not a satisfying answer other than just it's oh it's another form of control it's another form of of like uh, one of the flatter one of the quotes i saw from a flat earther is like it's way cheaper to fake all of this than it is to actually go to space so that's what they do and it's like this pseudo patriotism to to cause you know okay. more money and stuff like that and and but then what was what was Pythagorean's reasoning? Yeah, right. he was just super into triangles, yeah. bro. He was yeah. super into triangles. Yeah. Or Isaac so Newton. what was Isaac Newton? You know, he wanted his gravity thing to take hold. Um, <laughs> so that's always the energy behind creating and maintaining such a lie as the Earth being round. 
would just be so massive and so expensive and so time consuming that I just don't know who would have, I mean, I mean, who would do that? Who would want to, uh, and what would the reasoning be behind keeping up that lie? Yeah. And I, I think that, so two things I saw when I was reading was, and, and again, one person can't speak for this whole movement because the movement seems really fractured to yeah. me. But one person said it would be way cheaper to fake all this stuff than actually go to space. So there's a group of people that think that it's just impossible to go to, or like we don't have the technology to do it right now. Um, and then there's another group that it says that like it's used as a propaganda tool or a marketing tool or a, you you know your tax yeah, dollars at work. Look what we did, and then we beat okay. Russia, <laughs> and we you know and, and and like if that were true, man, would that be sinister? But like I've worked in now low levels of government, like local district attorney's offices, yeah. and we couldn't keep our s together for anything like it's, <laughs> you're not going to do like a, a government wide conspiracy fake an entire that's the crux of yeah. every conspiracy theory to me is that there is just no way that the government and or any uh, any private company public company government whatever it may be whoever is like the they that we talk that you talk about in a conspiracy theory yeah right? there's no company or no one i've been ac- run across that could possibly keep that kind of secret yeah. For that long, right? And that could that actually have people, their things together yeah. that good, and to because it just doesn't it doesn't happen, right? I mean, Something leaks, somebody talks. There's, I mean, there's just too many, and so, and so, too many so people. To your point of like molding easily influenced, I think that the great uh, again from the documentary, this beef that exists between Mark Sargent and mm-hmm. and Matt Boyland, who claims to be a former NASA guy that was invited. Uh, into his statement was uh, he he left NASA whenever he found out the truth and he feared for his life. <laughs> but it he was a 1099 contractor. He was um, invited into the heliocentric conspiracy, according to him, uh, to further his work creating space realism drawings so NASA could perpetuate the great lie. I did a lot of air quotes. Yes, there. there was a <laughs> yeah. lot of air yeah. quoting. Uh, yeah. So he decided. I feel like he'd hear the air quotes, yeah. but right. He's decided he's not gonna he's not gonna spin that way in there, and he left because he thought he feared for his life. Just to be clear, he also uh, he didn't ever have any like high level security clearance or anything like that. He was a freelance artist, and he also claims to be the following: a surface expert, photorealist, painter, a composer, a performer, a chemist, an herbal healing consultant, an engineer, an architect, an interior designer, a carpenter, an explorer, portrait artist, a doctor, a scientist, a political expert, and a historian. And the second life developer. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> nice. Oh. Shout out. But, past that so like, just seems to me that it's people fighting over the same flock of people that they want to follow them. Yeah. And, and that's, that goes back to the whole egotistical thing at the beginning, um, where it's just, you know, I think it hurts the legitimacy of the argument when you have these people just fighting each other. And uh, in the documentary that we watched, you actually see uh, one of the people, uh, Patricia Steer, uh, say at the end or towards the end, it, it started to all this infighting and people, uh, you could see, you know, their reasoning for changing. They were, they, what, they would try to get people to believe what they were what they believe. Yeah. So they would steer things and steer the truth and steer facts a little bit uh, to work for them. And it made her, who she was convinced that the earth was flat and she's like a big flat earther, she, it makes her start to question herself seeing like the way that these conspiracy people are acting and the way that they... Because it's, 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 a, it's a micro version of what they're saying the macro is, right? It's yeah. She's seeing up close how a message 
is being slanted to serve their goals, and that's what they don't like about flat Earth and the Earth. exactly right ball Earth. Yes. I do like that as an the insult. Ball Earth. Yeah. I like ball, when they call people Earth. ball Earthers. <laughs> yeah, like they're ball. the morons. <laughs> I also like that they yeah that they call people round Earthers. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Like, as if you idiot. Yeah. Uh, well, how about just flat Earth and then yeah. not flat yeah, Earth? Not flat. Not a normal Earth. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go to the edge of the Earth where the ice wall is, and you can think about what you've done. Yeah. Um, Let's. I want to talk about a couple of the experiments from the uh, from the documentary. I also want to talk about some of the things that they uh, flat earthers have offered up as proof, and uh, we'll do that on the other side of the break. Episode sixteen of the Pretend to Know Show. Episode 16 of the Pretend to Know Show, we're talking Flat Earth, and I wanted to bring up, again, we're, we're relying heavily on the documentary Behind the Curve, which I understand the documentaries are slanted to prove a point. Yeah, Don't they always are. Like, yeah. But unless they somehow chopped up what people were saying word by word and made their sentences not sentences they said, there was still some crazy stuff in there. One of the things I want to talk about was this uh, laser gyroscope uh, experiment they did. So the idea was that there was this, I think it was, a, was it $20,000? $20,000, yeah. So there's this Not laser cheap. gyroscope that uh, a guy, Bob Nodell, or Bob Nodell, K-N-O-D-E-L, <laughs> we'll say Bob mm, Nodell. Sure. Um, he hosts a popular Flat Earth YouTube channel. And he and his viewers said, said, We've designed this experiment that will prove that the Earth is flat, and we need this laser gyroscope to, to, to conduct the experiment. Um, and so a flat Earth enthusiast who has a lot of money bought them the... Or maybe it was someone who's an ultimate troll with a lot of money and said, like, <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah, it's like, Here, it's like Neil fun. deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that's exactly you know, what I was going to say. Like, uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. So the idea behind this gyroscope, right, is that if, if the Earth, their idea, at least his faction of flat Earth, was that the Earth is a still... Like you're, it's flat and it's still, it doesn't move. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and cause if I mean, we're not falling off of it and we can't feel it, you know, that's, sure. that's the whole that's argument. The argument. Yeah. Um, which to Bryce is so defeated. Yeah. He's like, sure. Yeah. They like switched, <laughs> you're like, they switched you're over accepting these things now. Yeah. Right. They switched right. over to a, uh, like after he said that they switch over to a professor and they ask him and he says, I would suggest taking physics. That's all he says. Right. Yeah. His whole yeah. answer to it. Anyways. So if, if the, if we were, on a tilt and moving, then as they move this gyroscope, they should pick up on that 15 degree. Like as they move the gyroscope, yeah, the gyroscope would, should be they pick up the movement of the earth. Yeah. Right. As, the as theoretical as movement they, of 15 degree turn, per hour. The drift. gyroscope appears to lean off axis, staying in its original position as the earth's curvature changes in relation to it. Right. So, uh, they said that, when, so what he said, the uh, a gyroscope on a rotating globe should tilt with it and so when he first got it they turned it on his exact quote is what we found is when we turned on the gyroscope and found we were picking up a drift a 15 degree per hour drift which is the exact number that would line up with nasa's model of, of the, the rotating rotation, globe, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah so his quote continued now obviously we were taken aback by that we said wow <laughs> that's kind of a problem <laughs> And he said, we were not willing to accept that. So we started of looking for ways to dispro disprove that it was actually registering motion of the earth. Uh, so they continually did things like put it inside of, they put it inside of a container. Uh, I can't remember what the container was made of, 
Do you remember Michael? No. They put it inside a container Sorry. to try to contain it. He's uh, and then they put it inside of like beryllium because that was going to stop things, and they just couldn't ever get it to. Of course they couldn't. So yeah. <laughs> um, shocker. The cons- spoiler alert. The nodal <laughs> no nodal. The gyroscope always said the Earth was round. And uh, he said uh, at a Flat Earth meetup in Denver after doing it, he said, we don't want to blow this. You know, you've got a $20,000 in this freaking gyro. If we dumped what we found right now, it would be bad. It would be real bad. What I just <laughs> told you was confidential. Yeah. He said to another, to <laughs> another Flat Earther. Um, and now I'm reading it on Newsweek. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that, that was them blowing $20,000 on a gyroscope. <laughs> I love that he says <laughs> to prove that the earth is a sphere <laughs> when, yeah, when they do realize, when they do see it at this 15 degree angle, he says, well, not now, obviously we're taken aback by it. Like, wow, that's kind of a problem. It's actually the opposite of a I problem. I would love to be in their brain or <laughs> even in their room with uh, someone that does believe this and like when the science and the numbers finally click to them and well, think, that's a, that's, just like, huh? That's the well, issue is that like guess, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna right. if you're gonna perpetrate this belief under the assumption of saying NASA conducted experiments and told you you can't believe those you have to conduct your own experiments so that's fine mm-hmm. right uh, and then you do you, you, and then you conduct your experiments <laughs> and, and you're wrong your, and your experiments conclude c- conclusively <laughs> what yeah. what NASA says at that point <laughs> you're either lying to yourself you're lying to at best case you're lying to yourself because you're not taking advantage of people right worst case you're taking advantage of people or you've been taken advantage of by somebody and then you're doing everything that you say you hate yeah and i mean but then all of these people that are speaking at flat earth conferences and even go to flat earth conferences and you know flat earth earth meetups and everything like that you have to just all that just has to go away you have yeah. to just drop it. Right. So you, are you going to do that? Are you no. going to believe the science? Are you going to believe the truth? Or are you just going to keep making money? Yeah. Or exactly. keep having followers or attention or whatever it is you want? Yeah. I just can't. Should, I, we, uh, should we talk about Mad Mike Hughes? Mad, I mean, you have <laughs> yeah, to. If you're you talking experiments. To. Yeah. Uh, did you see his uh, second, I mean, besides being a, fl- a flat earther, what he does? Mm-mm. No, what does he do? <laughs> He's a limo driver. Oh, I like and that. And stunt double, but yeah, sure, like the first one like is that. limo driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Right. Uber on the side, you know, that kind of thing. You know how often he drops that partition? And, hey, you guys know the earth is flat? <laughs> yeah. Sir, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so can I read Privacy, please. <laughs> yes, please. So he had a, what, a steam-powered rocket yeah. made of salvaged parts. Yeah, he built his own rocket. In the Mojave Desert. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because his, his thing was he was going to shoot himself high enough, right? To where he could see that the Earth was flat, like that was the goal. Okay, if, yeah. If, if, have you seen the setup if for it? I understand it. it. No, I haven't. Oh my gosh, you need to look at the setup for <laughs> it. It is I special. Find, I need to find a picture of this. It's like the back of a food truck, basically, with <laughs> what looks to be about a, a twenty foot high like launch ramp. That's amazing. And then his just little rocket and. Did he ever launch He's it? Off. Oh, he yeah. did. Yeah, he, he, go, he does go up, but it doesn't go up any higher than like a toy rocket. That oh, you really? Shoot. Oh, but no. Did he make it? Like, is he alive? Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. He sustained a number of injuries on landing. But did he's, he? Yeah. Well, he's he's alive mean, and he's fine. He launched a junk rocket into the sky. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm watching the video as we speak and I don't, I'm glad that he is alive. Yeah, and, he's alive. But, and he's fine. Darwin but, Awards, man. Oh, man. He, when he, when the parachute, <laughs> when the parachute deploys, it must be like caught by the wind because it tumbles a few times. He, 
He doesn't have a very. Uh, did you, did it, you guys, it wasn't well thought out. When you were no. kids, did you guys ever do those Estes rockets? Oh, yeah. Like the ones that like. I you, love those you little put the little wires. Oh, to yeah, a little model rocket. Love those. Do they yeah. still have those? We should do one of those. Yeah, we should. We should launch rockets. I remember we should when, shoot them at drones. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, I had one that had a camera or a friend. My friend Stephen Tunnel had one with a camera in it. Yeah. And when it went Ooh, up, it that's popped awesome. a photo. When it it was awesome. Up at the top. But then you had to wait like three weeks to get the film developed. <laughs> right, you had to go to Walgreens, see what happens. <laughs> Mad Mike just landed, and it was not a good landing. <laughs> well, apparently, uh, so he was like quoted, I don't have the exact quote, but basically his thing was like, I didn't get high enough. He's like, yeah. he's like, he's like, I think that they're, they're still flat. He's like, but I couldn't prove it because I couldn't get high enough. This- I can tell you <laughs> wholeheartedly from watching this whole one minute and 51 second video, he does not get anywhere close to high. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, he goes, like, it looks like he actually launches for wh- how bad the whole thing looks like how junky it looks. He actually gets junky. up. Yeah. He's trying to fraud us right yeah, now. <laughs> he is. Frauding. Yeah. Um, he goes, he goes straight up and it looks like it's a lot of power and stuff. And then it just dies off really quickly. Well, he yeah. made it for $20,000. $20,000 really? seems to be a magic number yeah, in, say, in the flat in testing, uh, there's, uh, there's which includes the $40,000 ever spent on right. testing flat earth. This is not a office reference. It's a parks and rec reference. And the reason I bring it up is, uh, a lot of this reminds me of, there's a character in parks and rec that like believes that there's this lizard person that's coming to light the whole world on fire and kill everybody. And he figures it out by reading this book written by an old sci-fi writer mm-hmm. and like, he always he comes up with the secret code and comes up with a date. And the joke in Parks and Rec is that every year he's like, "This is the date," and he rents a park and he like and they yeah. wait. And then the next day he always comes in. He's like, "Did you? Know, I made a mistake in my calculation. It's actually going to be oh, okay. next he's year got a new at theory. this time." Yeah. And then he's like, "Can I book the park then?" And she's like, "Actually, we have an ice cream social." And he's like, "Actually, I made another mistake, and it's the next <laughs> day." It's the day after. Okay. And, and and she's like, "Yep, that's open." He's like, "That's when it is." Also, can I get some tickets to that ice cream social? Like, that's what it feels like whenever yeah. like the gyroscope's done. They're like, "Oh, that was on me." Like that one's me. And then yeah. like Mad Mike's got his twenty thousand. Yeah, like, I didn't get high enough. Well, yeah. if we had that fifty thousand yeah, dollar gyroscope, then yep. we really could have proved that it's that flat. That is what it feels like, you know. And then like during the documentary, the also Mark Sargent went to the uh, eclipse. Eclipse, yeah. yeah. So like, talk through that with us. I mean, it's just like he. he I mean, we'll we'll talk through it together. But like, yeah. Went to the eclipse. So like the full uh, solar eclipse, okay. you know, Remember that, that we happened just, what last year? Yeah, yeah. It was better, yeah, I think it was a year ago, a couple of years ago, maybe now. But basically, an eclipse would disprove a lot of the flat Earth. You know, a lot of the a yeah. lot of the tenets that they rely on, it would disprove. Right. right. Yeah. So a lot of the things that they exactly. So um, he went to it, and they actually have the video of him. He's kind of complaining, like, "Oh, this is a silly thing. I don't even want to." But for the content, basically, I'm going to yeah. drive three hours from my house to get the best view of it. Wearing a shirt that says, I'm Mark Sargent, or believe in flat earth. Or yeah. Research flat earth. That's what it says. Self-promotion. Re- yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? M- Mark Sargent just definitely believes in Mark Sargent. Yeah, like, I don't like think that, he believes in flat earth at he's all. He's just, but yeah. anyways, uh, the, guy lo- the guy loves himself. And he loves that lady in Houston who does he not does, love which, him. Yeah, yeah. sadly. Um, and she loves him, but platonically. Yeah. So. Um, anyways. So he goes to this uh, lunar eclipse or the solar eclipse, sorry. Um, and he was actually re- like legitimately excited and happy when it happened. Like he thought it was so cool. Like everyone yeah. thought it was yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, cheering because it's cool. It is yeah. cool. Yeah, like he but you could his, see we're his, all fascinated. You could like, see him like wow. The, and he, the, the, the childlike yes. wonderment. Yeah. Like, exactly absolutely. The, yeah. He like true, totally humanized this guy that right. seems like a little bit out there. And then it took him about two more minutes to calm himself back down and say, "Well, actually, when I think about it." It's just like what I thought it would be. Like it, I totally, totally easy for me to explain. <laughs> so now he's in no my head. So he's, and now there's yeah. like memes that explain why that works. And it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It, again, I like go back to that Parks and Rec. It's like, 
oh, it's it's actually I made the mistake. It's it's next week, you know. <laughs> yep. Um, and and they use like flashlights and coins to illustrate now that like the moon's shadow should be bigger than the moon itself because when you hold a flashlight over a coin, then you know. And there's mm -hmm. like all of these reasons, it's different that, half and, reasons. And it's just like it's just like when you if I ask you a question and you give an answer, but it's not an answer to that question. It's an answer that's tangentially related. It's like. Hey Bryce, do you want to have lunch today? And you're like, I had a turkey sandwich yesterday. Like, <laughs> that's good. It's I'm sort right, of, a, yeah. it's yeah. sort of an. And like, if I was not caring, Did you get Mike's play. I would accept. <laughs> just Mike's sounds like play. politics. But yeah, it's exactly what it is, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's just a moving target yeah. constantly. Just give a different answer. So obviously, but don't just, answer just the question. Clear, the problem with the idea of like that you hold the flashlight and the coin, the is that the sun is extremely distant and it's not a focused beam like the. Right, you know, it's like a, a flashlight it diffuses is. over the over the time, so it's not a nearby source. So, uh, the flashlight analogy would work if you were like holding the flashlight on like a second floor, and yeah. it was the light of the sun, you yeah. know, and then like, and then the moon is a, a teeny tiny speck against that. Then correct, yeah, then it would make sense. The proportions are way off, right? The, exactly, yeah. Um, so that's I don't know. It, uh, I don't even want to like bring up many more of their names because I don't want to like add to the celebrity of them. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, there's a part of me that doesn't even like talking about this on a podcast because you're doing the same thing. You know, you're just yeah. saying you're giving, giving light a little to bit this. of credence. To um, it, yeah. But it, it is interesting. I think um, it does seem to be coming up more and more in like uh, the social light world, you know, with certain athletes. And, you know, Kyrie Irving was the famous one at first to say yeah. that he believed flat earth. And then B.O.B. Um, Draymond, B.O.B. Well, yeah. yeah. There's a number of guys. And um, Shaq. Shaq. And then Shaq which, backed it off. Yeah, and I think Kyrie Irving's actually backed it he off. Has, yeah. he, did, he did back it off. Um, but that was um, something I read that said, basically, if you, if you don't understand a subject or don't know a subject very well, and you give somebody five minutes to come in and make their points to you and explain something to you, and you don't get to go look it up, then you can basically, like, any intelligent person could convince you of almost anything. Yeah. If you don't know a subject, that you can sense. make enough points in five minutes to make it make sense to you. Well, that's what happens with a lot of these people. And then like with Kyrie's of the world, like someone, someone yeah, got someone, in their ear yeah, on a subject that they had not, no previous knowledge of and not looked into any of this. And it says, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. And they do no further research. Yeah. Well, once you do your further research, further research and you look into it, then just, it goes away. It doesn't make any sense anymore. Right. Yeah. So like, um, at the, at, the, at the end of the day, it does feel to me like it's just trying to mobilize people. Under, it's it's the Mark Sargent brand. It's the it's the you're 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 a superstar. Oh yeah, you know you're you're in this, and people really love you, and they're buying your merch, and they're you know, and and at some point, if you're making money off of being Mark Sargent, owning MarkSargent.com, then you're doing something right, I guess. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's um, no, it's no. What was it? Buythepixels.com or whatever. We're talking <laughs> yeah, about. No, yeah. it's a million dollar homepage. A million dollar homepage. That's yeah. right. Um, but uh, Commander Scott Kelly, who's uh, uh, actually running for president, but you haven't heard a whole lot about his campaign. Yeah. But uh, he said, like, you get people that work. His quote is, "You get people that work in our government that don't believe." what 90% of all client uh, climate experts say. And uh, he says that in the documentary to be like, there's people in the government that don't believe hard science about like, that's yeah. very clear. And so you can't, you can't sweep this under the rug. You, you can't, can't expect, you can't, you can't just be like, this is going to go away because hard science will win out. It won't. No, like, it's not you going have away. to, you have to talk through it. You have that's, to go through it. 
which is why I wanted to do this podcast. Yeah. You know, like I don't want to glorize it or glorize it. Glor- glorify. Glorify. Glorize. <laughs> glorize. <laughs> glorize sounds like a floor cleaner. That's what exactly I was going to say. I'm not the only one making up words now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice. I didn't mean to fraud you guys. <laughs> but uh, I think the at the end of the documentary, uh, Mark Sargent's reading a... Uh, that was he. He was rubbing his beard. I and scratched my beard in the yeah. microphone. And uh, then he like, looked me. at all of us like we made a weird noise. <laughs> no, I thought like, someone he thought someone turned on a shower oh, or something. Yeah. It sounded, yeah. Anyways. So it proves, I think the end, and again, it's a documentary, but the last shot of Mark Sargent on the documentary where he's reading that letter proves how much he just wants to be a superstar. So he reads this letter. He says, Mark, my grandkids are 12, 10, and 8 years old and all third generation flat earthers. And he's at the Flat Earth Conference. And he says, when their science teacher was telling kids the Earth spins a thousand miles an hour and goes around the sun, the class erupted with about a third of the class saying, no, it doesn't. And the audience cheers. And Sargent says, long live Flat Earth. And it's just full on propaganda at this Mm -hmm. point, right? Um, So, I mean, there's another another, uh, experiment at the end of the documentary. You can watch it. Uh, One thing I did want to say that when I got real deep into these YouTube videos, they say that the UN, you know the logo for the UN? Uh, is like the planet from the bottom, basically. Okay. Uh, I have to look at yeah, it. Yeah, look it up real quick so you can see what it is. But um, so got it. Yes. Uh, the UN logo, according to one of the uh, uh, the flag of the United Nations, according to one of these like YouTubers that I watched, got real deep, and they say that this was like it's sorry, it's a flag from the Earth. Yeah, the, from United, the, top. It's yeah. the United Nations, right? Uh, yeah. They were like, this is the UN playing a joke on all of us. Like this is the actual f- map of the, like this person was like, that's the actual map of the flat earth. And the oh. UN's like throwing it in your face, like hiding in plain sight. Like that's how deep some of these rabbit holes. Yeah. Go. Yeah, what is this? It is the same map that the flat earthers use, right? It's, it's like, it's, it's like this, well, pan, they this all use different, like we didn't even talk about firmament yeah. and all these other things. Cause yeah. I don't even want to get into this yeah. like, weird pseudoscience. But it's like it a pancake get, disc is like yeah. what it, what they, the most prevalent one. Yeah. That I've seen. So whenever I was talking earlier about the, the lady that said that, some of the uh, the the flack she was getting and and the the dividing of uh, the flat Earth people were what was making her question her own uh, like belief in this. Yeah, her name is Patricia Steer. So a lot of people started jumping on like a hate bandwagon for her because of you know she was starting to doubt things or second guess some of the stuff. Yeah, so people started so to, they had to attack her. So of like, yeah, we got to get yeah. after her. So th- what they came up with was that her name is Patricia. The last three letters of Patricia are CIA. So she works for the <laughs> CIA so bad. and her last name is steer. And so she was sent by the CIA to steer people away from That's, flat earth. I, I'm just shaking my head. It's just, I'm, I mean, Patricia I'm, steer I'm annoyed. In Houston too. <laughs> she does no. think like, spend just two seconds thinking about yeah. that. And if like any, per, if, if you are talking about an organization that can, uh, put together this massive conspiracy, this massive lie, and keep it up for so long. They're smarter than to name somebody Patricia Steer yeah. with the CIA <laughs> to like steer them. It's just, joke. No. Yeah, they wanted to leave the codes right in there. Yeah, um, Kiko, you were saying earlier about how it's not going away. Um, it's definitely true. Uh, there's been a rise in Google search trends uh, over the last two years. It's like spiking like crazy, especially as you have people like Kyrie and Bob who are like. But this Men- is mentioning those, it in pop culture. This is one of those things that's like maybe not more popular now than it ever was, but it's just like a lot people are can talk to each other about it, right? Like the you're not this isolated voice. Yeah. It's like you're connecting, yeah, it, so it sounds like there's a forum. Yeah, it sounds like because there's way more people talking about like 
there's not a vigorous globe earth society out there that's like everyone agree yeah we're good good yeah, yeah that's like that's true. not you know what i mean like it's so, not a competing voice against it basically it's also i don't think that you can judge the popularity of the movement by the number of hits you're getting on the internet right cuz what we, we what all, we're, searched, all yeah. we're all looking at it yeah, i mean right. we all watch the documentary we all uh, have read a bunch of articles on it and i don't believe that the earth is flat right uh, and i never will but as you start to see documentaries on it i think you if I watch a documentary on anything, I go Google it afterwards. And it doesn't mean that I'm invested in that movement. It just, I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, parting shots here. I mean, we're, we've gone long, but like, uh, it bums me out that flat earthers don't think that earth's gravity is real. Cause I'm yeah, just that's like, a, cause it's extremely real. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just like, well, how else? I mean, like some, one understanding is that the earth's accelerating upward at 32 feet per second squared, uh, driven up by a mysterious force called dark energy. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. And so there's a disagreement amongst many flat earthers if this is it or not. And there's a disagreement among them inside of that, uh, whether or not Einstein's theory of relativity will permit Earth to accelerate upward indefinitely. Like, because if it's always going faster, like, can it always keep going faster? Or will the planet eventually surpass the speed of light? And because apparently, like, Einstein's theory, like, we're good there. Okay. Like, that's fine. Yeah, we like Einstein. On, we're out on Newton. We're in on Einstein. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, just cherry picking. But, uh, and it was just like, what's underneath Earth? And they're like, I don't know. I haven't been there. And it's like, that's not an acceptable <laughs> answer. Like, yeah. like, it's just not, it, you're not, you're pretending that you're using the scientific method and you're not because whenever it burns you, yeah. you're like, oh, that's like, clearly wrong. Like, yeah. I'm out, you know? So, there's but, been interesting. I mean, that was uh, one of the things on the, that was apparently planes can't come from the southern hemisphere and there's no, like no direct oh, yeah. flight and so they like have all these videos and they're like I've, i sat here and watched for hours, for hours like, yeah. and, there's, and there's no there's not a single plane coming from the southern hemisphere and then a girl that uh, i think she's at caltech yeah, she's a she doctor just, she just has her screen open and she's like oh there comes one like oh, she, she was like let's a, check flight away right now there's another one there's one yep there's another oh, one so what's you're this? just seeing what you want she's to like, see hey little guy how are you what are you doing where are you going what you're trying to see well apparently there's more experiments to come though because there's a uh, a big cruise planned in 2020 of flat it's making money yep. man a flat it's earth making so much it's money. a cruise and they're trying to go past iceland to basically the their purported ice the ice shelf wall, wall yeah. mm-hmm. that holds back the oceans, and they're going to go to the end of the earth. And, and this is gonna, where we all tell you it. that this whole show has been a <laughs> plug for Game of Thrones season eight starting tonight. The winter is coming. But yeah, so yeah. twenty twenty, we'll know more once the cruise gets back from the end of the and earth. You know what? I feel like I they're going to have some really good Kool Aid on that ship. I wonder <laughs> if people are making money selling tickets oh, on yeah. that cruise. Could you I imagine? It's I so weird. No Do you think it's a free journey? Weird. Or? Yeah. Yeah. I hope that. Oh, I don't know. Darwin Awards. Listen to the Darwin Awards episode, everybody. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm, I'm over this. Like, if you want to read more, <laughs> there's uh, plenty to check read out, out the Flat there. Earth Society. Like, I'm going to give uh, equal share. If you want to read more about Flat Earth, go to Flat Earth Society at tfes.org. Mark Sargent's on YouTube. Uh, Steel is on YouTube. They have a podcast. You can listen to it. Yep. I'm sure it's great. Uh, if you want to learn more about Globe Earth, read any book ever. Ever. Like yep. science, uh, go to study, school, study physics, yeah. like Mike said earlier. Tell, prove us. Uh, yeah, I will believe the Earth is flat the day that I go to space and see that it's flat. I guess or I don't I, know. Like, can I throw another little hot take in there yeah, for please. a third option of, yeah. of these things, or just don't care? Yeah, yeah. Like it's not true. affecting like, your day to day life whatsoever. Your drive to work is still going to be the same tomorrow. Yeah. So you know what? I Who cares? Just, you heard it here first, everyone. <laughs> don't care. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back with what beer we drank uh, on episode 16 of the Pretend to Know Show. We're back. 
on episode 16 of the Pretend to Know Show. We talked about Flat Earth. And I, you know, there are people out there that are going to be like, you didn't give that a good uh, run. And it's like, you know what? We're a show about pretending things, faking your way through. <laughs> like, if you want to learn more, I told you plenty of resources to learn more and get after it. Uh, and if we are wrong, email us at uh, show at pretendtoknow.com or tweet us at, what is it? At, at pretend show. show. Yep, on Twitter. Or Instagram at pretend to know. Uh, this is the only episode that I can think of off the top of my head that we've actually kind of obviously been on a, a side of an argument. So it'll yeah. be interesting yeah. to see if... I want to hear that we're wrong. Like, it'll be interesting to, to see if, if we, we hear some people stance. that... Uh, Look, man, I, I'll admit it if we're wrong. Like if you... Oh, for sure. If you prove me the earth is flat, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, what I will prove is that michaladamap.com is the best place to find a michelada in your neighborhood. Any neighborhood. Uh, Anywhere in the country. You got to find the spice. Or Denmark. Uh, or no, Belgium. Someone was or asking Belgium. me this week um, what a michelada is. So, Ooh. yeah. It's a valid question, yeah. actually. So, uh, I'll hand it over to resident michelada expert Bryce, because I feel like this was mainly Michael and I ranting at each other and Bryce being quiet the whole episode. So, nah. It's we, a, yeah, michelada. It's a Mexican drink. Um, it's. There's actually a lot of different ways you can make it, but we won't get into all that. But usually it's uh, lime, uh, clamato, and or tomato juice, mm -hmm. and then hot sauce, and then various other spices it's as well. Like, it's similar to like a Bloody Mary. Similar mix, to a Bloody yeah. Mary. It's a Bloody Mary beer is the best way to describe it. Yeah, with a lot of lime. A lot less uh, mix, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the mix version. Yeah, different ratio. Yeah, little, you're right. Little, little chili you salt on the rim. and yeah. oh, It's Oof. the best way to kill a spicy Yeah, there's all kinds game. of ways to dress it up. Um, I like them spicy. I think we all like them spicy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But... We got we I got sweat. like a we yeah. got a homemade uh, like a make at home michelada mix and it's a little too tomatoey for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't put it on the map. Yeah, you need mm. more need more smokiness. But <laughs> I Michel just wouldn't put your house on the map yeah. either. Micheladamap.com yeah. <laughs> 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 is the place to call. find the best michelada around you, and if you find a good one, uh, put it on the map. So, without further ado, excuse me, pardon me, I just I just want to get through there this door over here if you don't mind. Thank you. But I told my wife I wouldn't drink tonight. Wouldn't drink tonight. I told my wife I wouldn't drink tonight. So good. It's so good. What's it hit your lips? It's so good. Uh, so what beer did you drink this week? Uh, I had the St. Arnold's. refrigerator door beeping because it's not <laughs> oh, closed. That's thanks for that. <laughs> you, I'm glad you knew. Panicked. I, yeah, yeah. I just heard this strange beeping and I was like, <laughs> I'll go close it right now as we talk. <laughs> I was like, what is this beeping? Yeah, okay. The, uh, uh, so I'm having a St. Arnold's Amber, which we've mentioned St. Arnold's, uh, I think before on the that's podcast. A great brewery. They're, they're definitely the flagship uh, kind of biggest craft brewery here in Houston. Oldest craft brewery in Houston. Oldest craft brewery in Texas. Yeah. yeah. In Texas. Yeah. Okay. The whole state. Uh, but yeah, so it's their Amber, which actually... Speaking of oldest, it's one of their oldest beers. I think it might have been their first beer, uh, but it's kind of what started their whole brewery and their their whole craft brewery revolution here in Houston. So it's a it's a solid amber, uh, not overly malty. Yeah. Uh, if you find yourself delicious. in Houston, go to their brewery. Absolutely. And oh man, that it is new awesome. outdoor area yeah. is so cool. Yeah, it's a must. If if uh, Patricia Steer wants to treat us other Houstonians yeah. uh, to a discussion about flat earth. I'll buy her beers. We'll put together. A yeah. 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 That's like, fine. I would love to meet you there. And like, and I will, will not attack. Well, not, I want to hear, I just want to know. And like, I don't want to listen to 287 episodes of your podcast. <laughs> That's way too many. It's so many. <laughs> we were talking about 16 being a lot. Yeah, I'm so. not yeah. going to be on the cruise, bro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's for sure. Amber. What'd you have? All right. So from a much different area of the country from Ipswich, Massachusetts, uh, yeah. clown shoes brewery, um, drank uh, baked goods, which is a hoppy pale ale, 
uh, right on brand for me, right? Yeah, right on theme. Yeah. Yeah. We went right back to it after the IPL last week. Yeah, uh, we're right back into Happy Pails and, and IPAs. Uh, really good beer. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was going to, it was just at my uh, local spot, uh, so I picked them up. Wasn't sure if it was going to be a big hazy beer or anything like that. It's not, just a, a nice pale ale. I mean, Clown Shoes is the king of like weirdly detailed labels. Yeah, their labels yeah. are insane. It's They've got lot. really cool yeah. stuff. They've been around for a long time, too. They're they have their, been. The original people in the in the game. You see a lot of them in Houston, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we have like Josh the Guava King, yeah. and then um, I mean, that's my favorite of all of them is the Josh the Guava King. When they but, did uh, Bees from the Far East, right? For Hueys yeah, for Hueys. As well, so. Yeah. And they sponsor us, Hueys. All of their uh, <laughs> all of their cans are actually designed uh, the 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 drawings on them. It's is someone that they know. So oh, really? like the Bees from the Far East is Paul from from Hueys uh, or Phil, sorry, yeah, Phil yeah. from Hueys. That's right. And then Josh the Guava King is apparently like one of their distributors uh, in Texas. Puts out a lot of them. Yeah. So like they That's put awesome. they put Josh on there. I uh, drank a uh, grape Waterloo. <laughs> yeah. Are you? Uh, you had one beer earlier, I saw, but yeah. are you? Uh, are I'm, just, you I'm just easing back into it. Right right yeah. You guys hit it pretty good last night. I was not around for that, so we. I, yeah. I feel like we it like was casual. Yeah, it yeah. never got out of hand, but it definitely Still, was like I'm good. The, the total yeah. sum yeah, of the good. day. Yeah, yeah, it was a full I'm day. I'm good. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So anyway, all right, guys. Uh, oh, hold on. Three, two, one. <laughs> Pardon me. I just, I just want to get through there. This door over here, if you don't mind. Thank you. But I told my wife I wouldn't drink tonight. I wouldn't drink tonight. I told my wife I wouldn't drink tonight. It's so good. It's so good. It's your lips. It's so good. So we are going to be back next week with episode 17. But uh, email us, tweet, Facebook, uh, Instagram, some way what you want us to talk about. And we'll do so. Um, I don't have anything else. You guys? Not for today. Once Thanks for. Again, I'm Kiko. I'm Bryce. Oh. I'm Mike. I almost jumped the gun there and with the uh, thanks say? for <laughs> thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye.